Uh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Facts versus Rhetoric. I've spent a lot of time advocating for critical thought. Right? We did an episode on Trivium, which is the roadmap to how to think critically. You gather your facts, you form an understanding on how all of those facts integrate with each other. And very importantly, any contradictory piece must be removed. And when that process is finished, you should have an understanding of a topic which would then be considered knowledge. But it doesn't end there, right? You must be open to new evidence or facts that may surface. That new data must be integrated into your current little web of facts. And if those new pieces of data cause any other contradictions to your existing understanding of how all the facts fit together, well, then you got to start over and relook at that topic and keep at it until you've eliminated all your contradictions and you have a decent understanding of how the facts fit together. Over the last 150 episodes, I've discovered and learned a lot about what thinking actually is and what many people do, including myself at times, that feels like thinking, but it really isn't. A very humbling thing to hear is that any mental activity is not automatically thinking. Right? Laying in bed, staring at the ceiling, worrying, obsessing, visualizing, you know, whatever. That is not thinking. Because thinking is not automatic. The mental activity in your brain is, is definitely automatic, right? You can't shut that shit off. That voice inside your head is always yapping as long as you're awake. Thinking is an activity that must be initiated by each individual person. It's a it's a, it's a deliberate activity with the purpose of acquiring knowledge. So you must choose to think. And this was very eye-opening for me because I've long pondered on this podcast why people are not thinking. Why are they not acknowledging an obvious contradiction in their understanding of object reality? I've spent a lot of time trying to diagnose what is going on with people who are clinging to a particular idea and just refusing to let go of disproven ideas that are within their idea. We talked about fear, mass formation psychosis, cognitive dissonance, right? All those can play a part and explain this bewildering behavior, but it may just come down to the simple fact that some people do not choose to think. Going round and round, regurgitating stored, informed ideas that have been filed away and labeled as, hey, this is a strongly held belief, and never to be scrutinized, never to be revisited or questioned, that is not thinking. If we do not actively choose to think, our lives can be forever controlled by these stored beliefs that lack objectivity, forever married to a set of beliefs that we then will create an identity around them. Oh, great, now we're identifying as a person with contradictory beliefs that don't line up with object reality. And when that happens, people become mentally paralyzed by their inability and or reluctance to examine their own thinking habits. Right? They, they cease to be objective about how effective their thinking is. And then they can't even change if it's necessary. Because remember, thinking is the rational inquiry to gain knowledge of object reality. Now, I say that a lot, so let's define it. Object reality is a reality that completely exists independent of any conscious entity to observe it. And that differs from 
subjective reality, which is just what we perceive. And here's a good example. There is something in the middle of the room, okay? That's the object reality outside of your mind. You decide to call that something in the middle of the room a chair. So the thought of, I'll label that as a chair, is in your mind. And that is subject reality. Does that make sense? That something in the middle of the room is object reality because you don't need a person's thought. You don't need anybody there to think that, to know that that's true. It is true regardless of whatever's happening outside of your mind. The fact that you call it a chair, well, that's in your mind. That's subject reality. Okay, I hope that makes sense. So bad mental habits that are disguised as thinking just imprison us, assuming, uh, jumping to conclusions, parroting back, shit you've heard, right? Never entertaining the possibility that, hey, you may be wrong. Not exposing your beliefs or ideas to scrutiny. All of those types of habits distract us from efficient thinking because efficient thinking achieves its goals. It identifies knowledge. It arrives at conclusions. It informs our actions. So think about that. Are your actions being informed by bad mental habits disguised as hours and hours of quote thinking we are defined and remembered for our actions not what we think not the words we say to me having the main source of influence on my actions be thinking rather than some bad mental habits sounds very important to me if bad mental habits imprison us, then thinking will liberate us. And we've talked a lot about emotion versus reason, right? Feeling like you're right, really, really wanting to be right, wishing on a star, all that crap. No amount of emotion will ever provide you any information about reality. Well, Nick, I disagree. I feel like emotions are tools of thought that can provide us with facts and information about object reality. Well, I disagree with that falsehood. In my experience, feelings have never been about rational thought. My feelings are trying to make sense of the world, right? They, they're trying to predict things. They're, they're, they're trying to create this illusion that we can control the situation so we don't freak the fuck out over just the infinite amount of uncertainty in every part of our lives. Have you ever noticed that voice inside your head that provides you that constant commentary on what you're looking at from the time you wake up to the time you're lucky enough to fall asleep? Have you ever noticed that voice is always just guessing like 100% of the time while at the same time playing both sides of every topic discussed? That you listen to that voice and confuse that with thinking and then you're going to start having some feelings, right? You may feel like a victim then you will always find a way to see how you are a victim of this or of that. You might feel entitled to shit. Well, now all you can see is all the stuff that you're entitled to, but you're not getting. Ooh, maybe you feel like not dealing with important shit in your own life. Feels like there's a lot of that going on. But either way, feelings, emotions don't give us any reliable, objective information about the freaking world. They don't inform us on what is. 
or what can we do about it? See, I've identified that as one of my frustrations, right? Emotions cannot tell us what is climate change. So you can bet your boots, emotion cannot tell us what to do about it. And then you can really insert any hot button real world topic in there that you'd like. Emotion can't properly identify shit. Therefore, what chance does it have to figure out what to do about a subject it can't even identify in the first place? Using feeling and emotion in lieu of thinking, you know, it, it helps arm people with a rationalization to not to think. You know, it, gives, it does give them a get-out-of-jail-free card. And there was a lot of that shit going on the last three years. I know how I feel. And I feel safe with this safe narrative. Therefore, I don't need to think for myself. I don't need to gather any of my own facts. I don't need to form any of my own understandings on topics. I don't need to remove any of my contradictions. Object reality cannot be changed. It is constant in spite of all of your wishes, desires, pleas, screams, tears, fucking sex changes, all your affirmations, no matter how relentless we try and change object reality, we, we can't. What we can change is our attitudes, our mindset towards how we think, how we acquire knowledge, our assumptions, our theories. Right? I'm learning there is a shit ton of things that we can change with our philosophy, and that impacts the way we deal with our experience, enjoying this reality that can't be changed. It's our method of thinking that creates our experience of this reality. So choose to think and revisit conclusions and test them with new evidence. Then you're open to changes in your philosophy. And that can change the way we're experiencing reality. Because then we can be creative. We can create shit. We can create something. We can start a business. And that changes our experience for the better. Just ignoring your broken arm will not fix the problem. I mean, after all, we're just rearranging matter over here. So look at it like this. Thinking and reason are on one end of the spectrum, and feelings and emotions are on the other end. And thinking is tied into many areas that we rely on in the course of a day. Take your subconscious, right? It gives you an instant summary, an instant evaluation of all of your previously stored conclusions and beliefs. So our subconscious is programmed by our beliefs and conclusions, and whatever our subconscious throws at us is likely viewed as our intuition or you know, gut feeling. It makes sense that the accuracy of what you get from your subconscious depends on how well all of those connections, conclusions, they correlate with reality and how all the different areas integrate with each other without contradiction. That's always going to be a part of everything. You've got to get rid of those contradictions. So actual thinking leads to knowledge, giving you a greater database that your subconscious can access to offer intuitive thoughts, those gut feelings. So it stands to reason Correctly identifying what is true is the way to re refine your intuition, those gut feelings. 
so you get useful guidance from them. A good example, Nigel, how it uses, think of it like your GPS, the maps, the streets, the layout have to all be correct to have it be able to produce accurate directions. So the universal truth of crap in, crap out applies to everything. In doing this podcast by myself, I'm always guessing on the most likely pushback I may get. And if you have any real pushback, please email me. It's in the description. But my imaginary pushback today is, well, Nick, isn't all thinking bias? It's not universal like you make it sound. Well, far be it for me to make up an imaginary pushback without having a good response. But here is what I've learned about bias from my buddy Nigel, who is one of my go-to sources of inspiration information on all things mind-related. I'll put the link for his website in the description. Please check him out. He's unbelievable. He explains it like this. Bias is a function of the degree to which an individual thinker identifies with their thoughts or clings to a particular position resulting in a failure of objectivity. Thinking done properly is without bias. Your conclusions are always subject to scrutiny. You update your gathered facts and reformulate your understanding of how they all fit together. Contradictions are always discarded. Your discipline to thinking prevents the bias because it always allows you to remain as objective as possible. Objectivity is achieved by being rational. So the person doing the thinking remains objective or not. It's not the act of thinking. Thinking and being objective, the benefit to all of this shit is that it gives you better tools to be able to focus on the now, right? The life you're living that's occurring right now. Thinking enables us to enjoy our unique human experience. But be careful because it's not just live in the moment. No need for all that thinking and hard work. Just be, man. Yeah, be mindful of the now, the present, cool. But it's vitally important to learn from our past and to plan for our future. Like consider this, if we disregard all that's not in the right now, we you know, shit can the past experiences, ignore lessons learned, ignore the preparing for the future, we relinquish the, the one freaking cognitive feature that makes us human and separates us from the herd. We, we would devolve into animals. They only deal in the moment and they only deal in their immediate surroundings. They don't even know they're going to fucking die someday. You can't escape the now, but you can't escape learning, thinking, planning, improving your life, learning from cause and effect, and, and forsake our defining human characteristic, the ability to think ahead. Staying in the present does not equal enlightenment. So what does equal enlightenment? You know, a lot of talk about people waking up and becoming more conscious and becoming more aware. Tapping into the unlimited conceptual awareness of how things fit together through rational thought. Look at it like this, right? The more awareness equals greater knowledge to understand context. Seeing more. Thinking uses concepts that integrate them into that non-contradictory summary that builds awareness. And for the longest time, I had a hard time wrapping my head around awareness. What is that? 
and, and Nigel made it very easy to understand with his example, right? He said, hey, picture a large shopping mall, okay? Now imagine the architect who designed that mall is walking through the mall. And there's also a young child walking through the mall maybe with their parent, okay? So both the architect and the child will experience the mall. However, the architect's awareness of the mall is far different from the child's, right? I mean, the architect is aware of the plumbing, was aware uh, of the electrical, the, the layout of the shops, the fire alarms, the HVAC, right? Every nut and bolt of this mall is on the architect's radar. His awareness is far greater than the child's. The kid's just walking around, mesmerized by the flashing lights outside the arcade, I don't know, maybe the mechanical merry-go-round outside of dots, but because of the limited awareness of the child, they're not able to fully experience all the wonders of the mall. So hopefully that makes sense. And hopefully after today, you will look at your thinking and subject it to some scrutiny. Thinking is about finding out about reality. And when you think in that way, almost by definition, you're thinking critically. The first thing you have to do is choose to do it. And it's also purpose-driven, meaning there's a freaking point to it. And that point is the acquiring of knowledge. Choose to gather as many facts as possible from every source you can on both sides. You put those facts together to form an understanding. You disregard all contradictions. Allow for the introduction of new facts at any point. Allow for scrutiny of any point right? There's no sacred cows. Don't marry your conclusions, date them. And when a better one comes around, go for it. Don't stick with the one you have to lie to yourself about and ignore the contradictions just to stay with it. The more I think, the happier I seem to get and the freer I become because I'm just updating what I know without bias. Instead of spending my life defending shit that deep down I know is suspect. That's exhausting and no way to spend your time on this speck of dirt spinning through space. What's the point of fame if it's been abused? What's a kid like me even got to lose? Here I am on your bed again. It's too big for the room it's in. Wash your face and mouth just a little bit Everybody knows that you're good at it But nothing hurts like an answer phone Drinking some, waking up alone Maybe if I try just a little more I can take myself from this dirty floor and Walk through buildings of elegance just like you are intelligent But still I fall from grace with this microphone How'd you find yourself if you're never wrong? Certainly I'm indebted, baby Certainly, certainly, yeah I
one wants to hear that you're breaking up It wasn't long ago we sang Start Me Up Now all your dreaming will have to wait What you deserve, you'll anticipate Play your boat if I break this late at night Open all the windows to out the light Mysterious creatures will fill the room A midnight show just put on for you But still I fall from grace with this microphone How'd you find yourself if you never wrong? Certainly I'm indebted, baby Certainly, certainly, yeah I 